Welcome back to the Act 2 podcast, a podcast for the real-life working screenwriter. I'm Tasha Hugh. And I am Josh Hallman. And today, we have a very special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? So my name is Alyssa Alvarado. I am the screenplay department director here at the Austin Film Festival. So exciting! (laughs) So here's the background. Alyssa, I once won uh, an award at the Austin Film Festival. I have had a script in the Austin Film Festival. This is back in the early 20-teens. This is a while ago. And I knew Matt D., who was, that was like the, the director at the time. And I love the Austin Film Festival. Tasha and I have talked about the Austin Film Festival. Yes. She hasn't been to the Austin Film Festival. I don't think. No, I have submitted um, to the Austin Film Festival. And then to be totally honest, when they were like, you have to pay your own way to come here. Good luck. I was too poor to come, so I didn't go. <laughs> uh, yeah, understandable. Um, but no, this is really exciting because I love the, the film festival. I love going to Austin. I love everything about it. So I'm excited to have you on, and we're, we're going to dive into some stuff. Great. Can't wait. <laughs> I guess before we start diving into all like the Austin stuff, can we do the general a little info about you, how you got to Austin, where you were before Austin, and uh, your history? Yeah, so I, I'm a native Texan. I'm from all over Texas. I move around a lot. So El Paso, Houston, grew up in Houston. And I went to college actually at UT Austin for surprisingly business, but did not like it, kind of hated it a little. So my friend was, a, was an RTF major and I audited one of her classes and I loved it. So I immediately got to transferring over to RTF. What's RTF? RTF is, it's radio, television, film. Ah, where, where I went to school, it was called Calm. So I feel like it's different everywhere. I <laughs> uh, gotcha. <laughs> I was just nodding like I was supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be the idiot. It's okay. <laughs> no, you're totally cool. I think it's pretty like only for like Austin, like colleges that they call it RTF. But yeah, it's pretty much their film major. So I graduated from UT Austin. Wait, can I, sorry, and, just as a nerd question. Yes. What was the class that you visited that like hooked you oh actually it was one of the the history of cinema is what really got me i'm as much i love film like i've always had it's been something that you know me and my mom bonded over specifically i mean she came from mexico and that's how film and tv is how she learned english so that's i'm actually named after Alyssa milano because she loves <laughs> milano so much who doesn't right <laughs> but yeah and learning the history of how it came to be especially at the start and learning where it grew in like germany and france and all that really hooked me and really made me realize that this is what i want to do so, so well, yeah i interrupted <laughs> you continue so no, you took good. an rtf class you were hooked what happened next I was hooked. I graduated with the RTF degree, but it's still a business like certificate just in case. Um, <laughs> and I went to LA. I had a bunch of like LA friends, uh, cause you know, when you bond it in the RTF program, it's kind of, it's not a small program, but you do meet your group of people. And some have gone to LA before me and told me about all of it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to pack up all my stuff, sell all the stuff that can't fit in my car, and I'm going to go to LA. And I stayed on my friend's couch for about three months um, and then got a job with a friend who kind of helped me get the job for a starting contract. And then they ended up liking me at the Producers Guild. 
So I ended up being the arbitrations coordinator at the Producers Guild for a bit. And while it was less on the creative side, it was still a really great introduction to the industry out in LA. And just seeing like how and reading how these films were being made, because my main thing was doing the PGA marks or like helping with the PGA marks that are on the films. Like that's how producers would be eligible for some awards or stuff like that. So I was really kind of getting in the nitty gritty of how these films were being made and what each specific, uh, each role that the person had. So doing all of that was great. And then COVID hit and uh, <laughs> oh, no. it was very hard in the industry. So I decided to move back home yeah. um, in, in Austin and kind of just was kind of floating around a bit until I found the Austin Film Festival. So I've been part of the Austin Film Festival since last uh, March. And I was, I'm the screenplay department director now. So I run the whole screenplay department. My God. So exciting. Can I just say, I, I, I've met a few people who have moved out to LA either in like 2019 or early 2020. And I actually feel bad for that group. You it sounds like included because there was this life in Los Angeles before COVID and it just hasn't been the same. Everything changed. Just little things. It's kind of going back, but I just want you to know it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome before you got here, Alyssa. Awesome. <laughs> we had some good times out here. Yeah. Hopefully I'll go back. I've been wanting to go back, but for now I love being in Austin. I love being in Texas. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh we'll get you back here. <laughs> so you basically oversee the screenplay competition. Mm -hmm. Can you kind of talk a little bit about that? And then also kind of like, I guess, just talk about the screenplay competition at Austin. Yeah. Um, so it is one of the biggest screenplay competitions in, I believe, the US. I don't know the world, but. <laughs> and it started 30 years ago. It did start as a screenplay competition. Our director realized that while there's film festivals for the right for the directors, producers, and actors, there's nothing for the writers. So we kind of had this competition made, and basically it's four new up and coming writers who are interested in kind of getting their foot in the door, and we help as much as we can. Um, not only with the competition, we also uh, get like people once they submit, they get their script read by two readers minimum and then uh, <laughs> if they move forward they get read more and more and what we do i think is something that's kind of unique as well is we provide free notes to all of the script uh, all of the entries Ooh, is that new it's not really new new i think matt actually uh implemented i remember him telling me he, he implemented he was like yeah, it's a lot, but the writers really love getting the notes and, you know, so they know how to improve their uh, scripts and, you know, move forward because you should never stop writing even if you get no's from anyone. Like, we're happy that, you know, new writers want to, like, submit to our competition because it is very brave, <laughs> but sharing your work with the world for sure is and with people is really hard to do and like we applaud you and we really love that we get to read all these scripts 
it's really great to see all these new stories. I believe right now we have about like 18 uh, categories Holy that moly. we're getting through. <laughs> I feel it, it's crazy too, because I, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I remember when I had submitted and you keep going round by round, you, I would get an, I think I got an email and then I remember Matt calling me um, and telling me, Hey, you know, you're, you're a finalist. And I was like, okay. Like, and I had kind of <laughs> forgotten that I had submitted to the festival and, and he was like, I, you know, so you should probably come out here. And I was like, wait, what is this like a, a big deal? And I, I kind of didn't know about Austin at the time, but, and he really encouraged me to come out and like explore the festival. And what's also interesting is at the same time, there's like a film festival happening. Yes. <laughs> Which, not to keep talking here, but I had a short film in the in Austin <laughs> Film Festival. Oh, gee, it's the Josh podcast now. <laughs> so to get into the process of that short film, uh, no, no, I, um, and so, but it's crazy because there's these two different festivals that kind of like happen at the same time, but they, they go together, but it definitely feels like, at least to me, the writing side of it is just cooler. It's just better. Like, there's just more stuff. <laughs> I mean, the panels and conferences are geared towards the writers. So like we really take those first four days and make sure the writers can experience as much as possible and, you know, have films playing while we're at it just because, you know, the full experience of a film festival. <laughs> when can I ask, when did the film festival become a part of the, I guess, the Austin screenwriting competition? Because if that's where it started, like, when did it just become this big thing? Because now it's one of, I think, like the biggest, most sort of prestigious places to submit your screenplay in your short. Well, I believe it was like still always, it was always a screenplay thing. It was just called Austin Film Festival, I guess, because it flowed better mm -hmm. than, well, you know. <laughs> but it started like 30 years ago. We're actually on our 30th year. So we're, you know, celebrating that and everything. So it's been... It's been four writers, always four writers. The films kind of came a little bit later, actually. Yeah. So it's, oh, yeah. So it's interesting because Sundance, I feel like, is for the directors. It's, I, I remember I went as a writer and they're like, but do you want to direct? I was like, I don't know. I don't think so. They're like, tell everyone you want to direct when you're there because that's what this is. So this is not Sundance, which is also great, but in a different way, it's screenwriting forward, which is super cool. Super cool. Can we, can we maybe talk a little bit about how... Austin is just different from these other festivals, like like Tasha was saying, like Sundance is director oriented. But um, I think Austin is great because of like the different panels and stuff, and at least in my experience. So could we just kind of speak to that a little bit? I mean, when it comes to the festival itself, like we really take pride in that. Like there's no like VIP rooms or no red tape. Like we encourage people to talk to the panelists, talk to like other writers and everything. So that's something that we really do kind of take pride in and when it comes to the competition itself like we don't allow other like if you've been writing for tv or for film and you're part already part of a guild you're, you're not really allowed to be a part of this competition it's for only new and up-and-coming writers so it's those people who want to have that chance to get their foot in the door and people who are having trouble trying to figure out how a way in and austin kind of provides like that first step so I believe, I think that's really what kind of is different from other competitions that are around or other festivals that are around is, you know, we, we want to encourage you to have that option to, you know, continue to write if you want to or continue to do this or, you know, just meet these people that you've, 
looked up to for, you know, years and years and want to get to know their process and how they write and what their story is. Really. Amazing. I want to go right now. (laughs) Can we reverse time so I can go? (laughs) And then how do you plot out like the panels and stuff? Because I mean, I feel like Austin has some like the greatest panels ever. Josh has talked about there's a panel that he did not go to, but when he went by it, all the writers coming out of it were like crying. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Well, that is our great conference director, Emily. She is the one who like maps out all of the panelists. She kind of comes up with these concepts of the panels and, you know, takes from the previous years or um, that we've had all these panels and everything and kind of just either revamps them or updates them for the current year. So she is the curator of all of those panels and conferences. And it's great. Like already I'm uh, loving some of the stuff that she has um booked already so i can't wait i am taking some time from my schedule to go to some of these panels um, that's cool. <laughs> hopefully it sounds like it's like writer adult sleepaway camp <laughs> you Pretty just much, go yeah. and you just hang out with awesome writers and do you do you find that some of these these sort of bigger names um will actually like go to any of the events like you, like you talked about how accessible mm-hmm just the writing community is at Austin Film Festival, which I think is like one of the most important pieces about it because mm-hmm. so many people are not in Los Angeles and they they don't have a community of screenwriters. And this is often where people have found, I mean, Josh still talks to people he met when he was there, just writers who were from all over. Um, and it can be like such a great networking opportunity. Do you feel like there's opportunities for writers to speak to sort of professional writers there as well, rather than just writers who are at their level? Yeah, I mean, like, what's so great about the festival is, like, right now, we're currently at the Omni this year, and we were last year, and the SFA, and really, all of the panelists will go to, like, the bars and just hang out there and, like, are open to talking to people, or, like, even some of the parties that we have there, they will be there. Like, I spoke to, like, Bodomeo last year. He was, he's the current, like, head writer for the new X-Men series, like, he went to go get barbecue with me. Like it was, it was just like, they're around Austin. They're wanting to talk to people. They're wanting to, you know, get some drinks and have like these conversations about writing or just about life. Like, you know, don't, we always say don't like force it, like just have a natural conversation. It'll like come naturally when it, when you do want to bring up your screenplay or like how they're, how it is writing for these specific shows or anything like that. Like, you know, just have a conversation is usually what I tell people. And it's, I love, I do love how accessible it is and how it's all over downtown Austin, which is very walkable. So you'll find writers pretty much all over downtown Austin who are willing to talk. (laughs) I can confirm that is the case. That is is definitely (laughs) the case. But if, if someone is coming to Austin, they can come without a screenplay. Like, right. That's number one. Like yeah. any writer can come. And if someone is coming, what would you suggest like they do? Like what's a day at Austin look like? For a new screenwriter, I would suggest actually kind of, I would suggest going to these panels and going, the round tables I believe are very informative and very helpful for new writers because you get face-to-face time with our panelists instead of like, you know, a stage and then a whole audience and they're just talking at the audience. The roundtables really help, you know, when you want to ask those questions, because that's what they're made for. And, you know, you don't 
just talk to that one panelist. You do like a rotation of like six to seven of these panelists and everything. And Is the roundtable like speed dating? Pretty okay. much, yeah. <laughs> it's, speed ta- it's speed dating for writers. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, the specific ones I heard that were like super helpful is like the ones that are about like how to get a manager or how to pitch your story or anything like that. I believe those are like probably the first steps of a new writer and to really get that information and that education as a writer that you can't really find anywhere else unless it's directly from these writers and managers and panelists and everything. Do you ever have to warn writers? Well, I guess you're only a year in, but are, like, you got to be like, hey, don't like attack this manager. Just be cool. I mean, we do kind of like say that, like specifically when we do like a reach out to like our second rounders and stuff like, hey, like we get that you want people to read your scripts, but they're still here to have fun. <laughs> They'll ask when they if they want to. And what's great about the festival too is um, on the badges, if you're like, if you placed or anything like that, we put the script and what you placed on your badge. So, you know, it's an easy way to be like, oh, your script, uh, you got second rounder, you got semifinalist. I really want to hear about it. So, you know, we tried to create all those avenues of like getting your name, uh, on these people's, you know, lists and everything. So that's such a great idea. And also so good that you advise them to do that. Cause I feel like weirdly the biggest turnoff for a writer talking to another writer is, will you read my script? And it's weird because we're all writers and we all want each other to read each other's scripts, but there's just something about that phrase that's ve- like you put up on instant wall and you, 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 I think it's because you feel like you are not being valued as a person in this conversation, but as like a, a someone who can, you can be, can be used for something else, right? Um, so yeah, I told that's such a great idea to have their badge, have that information because everyone that you network with is going to know that you're a writer who has a screenplay ready to be read. So that, yeah, as you say, like they will ask when if they want it, and if they don't want it, they're not gonna they're not gonna bother. So that's it's so great that you cancel people because that really I'm sure helps them a lot in the networking if they if they listen. Yeah, no, it's it's a very thin line, but like we try to you know say please don't cross this <laughs> it'll be just have a natural conversation and they will ask like don't force it on them but you know yeah it's so hard because i feel like especially as a writer coming up you you probably look at the awesome film festival and you you're like okay i have four days to make or break my career like this is my moment i have to push it or or i lose all my opportunities but i think like josh's example is a really great one because he just got names of people and emails from people and then just continued to keep in contact with them after the festival and, like i feel like that's how you will then then they'll ask you to read the screenplay it's kind of a long game right <laughs> like maybe a week down the road a month down the road <laughs> yeah i would suggest bringing a card for sure oh, i remember yeah. collecting so many cards so yeah that that would be my suggestion like you know so you don't have to bring full scripts be like can you read my script please that's super smart (laughs) do you ever read a script and you're like hey this is really good i think i know a manager for this script like after the fact Mm -hmm. no we don't really do that but what we do is um we have this producer's book that we make every year and it has the names of our semi-finalists and above along with like their script name, log line, and their contact information. And we give it to the people who judge the competition as well as like an industry list that we have of like 600 plus people. 
So if like a judge really liked a script and they're like, oh, I really want to do something with that, then they're more than welcome to contact the person straight up. We don't really, we aren't really the middleman when it comes to that. We just give the information and, you know, make sure that the managers and writers and directors have all of that. That's what happened with me. I just got, I got a few emails like after the, Tasha's right. It is the long game because you're so anxious in the moment. You're like, oh man. I want to meet someone. I don't have a rep. Yeah. <laughs> so if someone places in the festival, like if someone wins the festival, like what, what happens after that? One of our winners last year, uh, Mac uh, Smolin, he wrote pilot and he actually sold his pilot to, I believe, Warner Brothers. Mm. It was something that I found amazing after like, you know, this is one of the first, you know, winners that I have dealt with and, you know, just checking in with them was great and hearing what they're, they've been through and hearing what has helped because of the Austin Film Festival and them winning is, yeah. is awesome. Like hearing all of those success stories and kind of following their career. It's like, oh my God, I was there at the start of it. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Have you heard of any stories of someone who placed in like a second round? But then they come back and they're like, you know, I actually ended up getting a rep from this submission. Yeah, actually, that kind of happens a lot. Like, uh, I can't remember any specifics, but I have heard a couple of times where like they, they play second rounder, and but then they ended up getting their script made, like, or they ended up getting a manager immediately. If you like just go through the Austin Film Festival, you don't have to win to, you know, yeah. get your foot in the door, just kind of having that little start is always helpful. Like even semifinalists and finalists have gotten, you know, their stuff bought or made, or they've been repped because they were uh, going through the Austin Film Festival. I think it's just really helpful to have that attached to your script. Do you have any advice for writers who are coming in, they're submitting their spec, do they gear their spec towards a certain area? Like what, what spec advice would you have for writers? Specs are really, they are really difficult. You're writing for a show that's already happening and you have to really do catch these nuances of the show, which I find really difficult as well. But I guess my advice is to really know the show before writing a spec for it because they, I don't believe they're as helpful anymore in Hollywood as they used to be, but it still shows your writing of uh, ability and how well you're able to write for a show that already exists and for a show that's already loved by so many people. So my advice would just to be really study that show yeah. when you want to write a spec. What would you say to writers who are like, they have maybe several screenplays they want to submit to Austin Film Festival. They're not sure which one is right. Is there sort of a secret sauce they should be paying attention to or anything they should think about in writing a, a screenplay to submit to Austin Film Festival that you are looking for? The good news is we do accept multiple entries, oh, so they're more than welcome to entry. <laughs> like you don't have to just submit one and done. But if they're looking for one specific one, what we really look for is the writing, like how well you're able to grasp the concept of dialogue, structure, all of that. But, you know, we're not going to be super harsh and expect these people to write professionally. Really, we just look at how well you write um, and what, you know, there's always going to be, be a missing element for sure if you're a new writer, but the majority of it is the writing is what matters. The story is what matters more than anything. Like we 
don't really encourage any like shooting scripts or anything like that. We just focus on, you know, the creative, the creativity of your writing more than anything. So if you have a script that's more of the writing, more of the story than anything, I would suggest submitting that one over like a shooting script or over one with direction or anything like that. Yeah. I think particularly as a new writer, I feel like if you can exhibit a handle on structure, that's always very impressive to me because that's A, the hardest part. Like we struggle with that as professional writers all the time. So if there's a sense that, oh, this person knows how the story should move and flow and they have like a really standout character or really great dialogue, like, holy cow. Like, I feel like that rises to the top for me anyways, when I'm reading. No, yeah. And we all have our own, we have our own like criterias. Like I really, if you're able to hook me within the first 50 pages and have really great characters, that's, that's good for me. But you know, it's, it really depends on the reader. It is a subjective process. So. Yeah. You just brought up a very good point, by the way, not to put you on the spot, but I, as someone who submitted to a lot of festivals, was told and convinced of that those who were reading it on the other side would read the first 10 pages and that's it. Do you feel like that's not as like a policy, but do you feel like that's probably the, tr the same truth as it is for producers, right? Like if you read the first 10 pages and you're not engaged, I'm probably not going to read this the script because I have a stack of scripts to read. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's pretty much like the standard and like for producers or, you know, directors and anything, they'll read the first 10 to 15 pages. And if immediately they don't see the story or anything like that, they'll probably move yeah. on. So that's usually why the first to 10, first 10 to 15 pages are important for me. But I will, I'll read the whole script. But yeah, the first to 10, 10 to 15 pages are that important to me if I can get hooked and kind of know the gist of the plot and the story. I'll want to read more and I'll want to like continue and, you know, get invested in these characters and dialogue is great. Not, it's not my biggest hang up the dialogue, but it's usually the characters in the, the story for yeah. me. <laughs> we talk a lot about on the podcast actually of that first 10 to 15 pages in your script because it is so important. You know, it should be asking questions and it should really, I mean, you can kind of tell in the 10 to 15 pages if this person has a command of the writing craft anyways. Um, it always pissed me off as a writer, though. It still does. It still does. <laughs> Same. It does for me, too. Like, I, like when I write, I'm like, oh, how do I fit this in 15 pages for them to get what I'm like, talking about? Right? <laughs> just be patient. The rest is great. Yeah, it's, it's, it picks up at page 50. Just yeah. wait. Just wait. You, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but if you are traveling alone to Austin um, and you're an introvert, as many writers are, like, what would you advise, like, some an introvert to do in Austin, and kind of how would they go about their day? Well, as an introvert myself, and someone who does travel alone constantly, <laughs> I would do really think like just sitting at a like one of the bars and just kind of you know noticing the people around you really helps. Like, you know, kind of you hear the conversations, you hear that they're talking about writing, and you see you know the badges and that they're part of the festival and everything. That it's a really, it's really hard and it's really scary to like talk to new people. Like I, I totally get it. So I think doing that kind of listen, doing it in a like informal setting is always the best way, I think. Um, but if you want to like know that you're talking to like minded people, the panels are really good too. Like you're seeing these people next to you and in front of you taking down all these notes and you know, like they're here for the same reason that you are you want to listen to this person talk about their process and their experience and everything. So I, I really think that just being in those settings and being in the, 
the the form like the informal part of it is really the best way because you're not stuck in this really like formal setting to where like you have to be a specific way mm-hmm. <laughs> right and yeah. i feel like everyone is also experiencing the same kind of anxiety because we're all writers we're all there being like oh god how do i talk to other people yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a solitary sport <laughs> yeah it's very hard specifically for like my job is to talk to these writers too and it's something <laughs> i struggle yeah. with a lot of like I like when when Matt D made those calls. I make those calls like of yeah. finalists to the semifinalists and finalists, and I'm always like, "Please be the voicemail." Yeah. But you know, <laughs> totally. it's, so great. it's still great to talk to these people, you know, and like hear them be like, "I'm a finalist. That's awesome." Yeah, every day it's a struggle. Someone yeah. answers, "Oh shit." <laughs> yeah, it's like okay. Oh yeah, you have to deliver bad news sometimes as well, as well, right? Yes, yes, we do. Um, that is through. The email and letter. Though. <laughs> I'm not doing that over the phone. <laughs> I, I don't think people want us to call and be like, "You didn't really make yeah, it," you know. Totally fair. <laughs> it's funny because now that I'm, I might be making this up, but I don't think I am. I remember Matt calling me uh, as as like a, going into the semifinalist and then calling me to get to this finalist. So I remember two calls, and I definitely expected him to just be like, "You didn't make it." No, <laughs> like we'll call and be like, you're, you're still a semifinalist, but you didn't move forward to like finalists. Like we'll, we'll make those calls. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. We'll make those calls as well. But yeah, I mean, our director and like, we all take pride in that. Like we're constantly, you know, letting all the entrants know where they're standing. Like the communication is pretty open when it comes to the festival. Like you'll know where you're standing. We won't leave you in the dark or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll know if you're, you're a second rounder. You'll know if you're semi-finalist. Or you know if you didn't make it. Yeah. Like, we'll make sure that you know. And it's something that, you know, our executive director really pushes to, like, be like, communicate with these people. They want to know. <laughs> no, that's great. I, and I feel like it's, it's such a simple thing, but communication is key pretty much all areas of life. And, and especially when you're waiting to hear something that's affecting your career and and, and just your happiness, really, if you're a writer. To go back really quick to the networking thing, yeah. because something that really helped me recently was, again, I, I just assumed that I'm the only one who's uncomfortable in any social situation, which is obviously not true. But I was working with this A-list actress who said the same thing to me, that she hates social situations. And I was like, oh, like actors who you feel like just own the room and are naturally very good at talking to other people actually hate it just as much as I do. And that just gave me a lot more courage and confidence entering these rooms. So if you're a writer out there who feels like you're not going to be able to do it, A-list actors can't do it either. <laughs> it's, we're all struggling, but you've got this. <laughs> it's kind of like turning a switch. Yeah. I just like remember hearing this story, how like Marilyn Monroe was going through Subway, like kind of on herself but like as soon as like she straightened up she turned into Marilyn Monroe and like people noticed her that's so interesting so it's kind of like yeah it's kind of just like turning a switch and like kind of really knowing that like you're not the only one having issues talking to people it's it is really hard especially talking to new people I'm really jealous of the extroverts that can immediately go up to someone and be like hi like how's yeah, it going Josh Hallman <laughs> <laughs> no way I'll just chill <laughs> but there, there is a good offset, I think, at Austin, maybe just everywhere. But if you're an introvert, there's always going to be that one person who's like popping their hand and out their card, networking. And it's like some producer who's like, hey, what's up? Nice to meet you. What, what did you do? And then they're just moving on. And you need people like that to kind of 
to offset like the different personalities. <laughs> yeah, all which the nerds Tasha in the room. would not be me at all. <laughs> right, Hi. Josh. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Okay. I know we talked about panelists. I know that uh, you you don't necessarily schedule them, but do you have a dream panelist for Austin? Oh, I have a few, and actually, we were able to schedule one this year, and we've already announced this. All I can t- tell you, um, I love Gavin O'Connor. He wrote Warrior. That is my favorite movie, and that is the one where I will clear my schedule for. I'm so looking forward to it. He is someone that I've been wanting to talk to forever because Warrior was such such a great writing. Like it was such great writing and such. It's an MMA movie, but not really. Like it's about family still. <laughs> so not only was like the writing so emotional and it was great. The, the action part of it was great too. It wasn't the main focus, but it really lended to the story really well. So I'm very excited to see him. I'm a huge Marvel fan. So oh uh, yes, you're in the right group. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so like Amy Pascal would be great, uh, or like Kevin Feige. Oh man, they would be my dream yeah. panelists for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, be able to pick apart Kevin Feige's brand be amazing. Oh man, <laughs> that I feel like I would talk his ear off on all this stuff on all Marvel. I feel like this is a lot of really great information for people who are scared to maybe apply or don't don't know how it can help them. I think just all the things you've already mentioned is very clear that this is a, a supportive community, fun community, and also can, as you said, Josh, can really launch your career and potentially change your life as it has for a lot of writers. I guess then I will turn it over to you, Alyssa, and is there anything that you want writers out there to know about the Austin Film Festival that you think they may not know or to maybe allay their fears, et cetera, et cetera? I mean, the Austin Film Festival, like I said, is for the writers. And, you know, we love having new writers come in through our competition and everything. And I think alleviating your fear of there's always going to be that little fear of submitting your script like that can't be avoided. But just know that we really appreciate it. And we really encourage you to just keep writing to just keep doing the craft that you love so much. And you can continue to submit to the Austin Film Festival (laughs) forever, right? Until you make it to the WGA, (laughs) until you make it. Um, Until you make it. I guess the the final thing is the deadline is closed for submissions this year. You talk about when the next one comes around and when the next film festival will be for people to prep. The film festival for this year will be in uh, October 26th to November 2nd. But the competition for this for screenplay will be open back up in December. We don't have a specific date yet, but it's usually the first week of December mm. and we'll usually close around the beginning of July as well. We're working on the dates and they will be announced <laughs> the closer we get for sure. December to July. That's a, that's a big chunk of time. People got time. Yeah. Get your scripts ready. Yep. You have to get your, and if you don't, it's like people who don't submit, just submit. Like what's the, <laughs> what's the harm? Like you, you gotta get rejected somewhere else. Might as well get rejected at the Austin. And there's eight. Festival. There's eighteen <laughs> categories. You're gonna you're gonna find some category mm-hmm. that really fits with you and your style. Can you can can you submit the same script to multiple categories? Yeah, you can. Okay, like a horror comedy. If you, like, yeah, so comedy. if you have like a comedy and drama, and you don't know which one it fits, you can submit in both. Can you submit the same script multiple times? Like, yeah, this year, next year. 
just keep yeah. going. <laughs> as long as as long as it didn't play semifinalists and above, you can submit it more than once. The same script. This is great and very informative. I love Austin. I do. I feel like I want to go now. You made me yeah. really excited yeah. for it. Uh, Austin is great. I love it so much. Being you know from Texas, Austin is my favorite city. It's pretty. Hopefully Austin the city. the strike ends by the time the festival I know. begins, and like it'll be good that vibes. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. We want all the good vibes. <laughs> yeah. All right. And just to be clear, just because of the strike doesn't mean you can't submit to the Austin Film no. Festival. I know people no, are we, I mean, well. our our partnership, we have a partnership with the WGA and they have let us know that submitting to the festival does not like value, violate any of the strike Amazing. goals. Amazing. Super important. <laughs> Should have put that at the top. <laughs> 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 All right, let's get into the quote of the day. It's possible for me to make a bad movie out of a good script, but I can't make a good movie from a bad script. George Clooney. Please remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast. Follow us at Act Two Writers for more awesome writing stuff. You can follow me, Tasha, at Story Thursday on Instagram or Threads now <laughs> or on Twitter at Tasha 3.0. Uh, I'm Joshua Hallman on Twitter. I don't think Twitter is Twitter anymore, by the I way. Don't I think even that changed. Fucking know. And then Josh Hallman on Instagram. <laughs> Alyssa, is there anywhere we can find you if you want to be found? on social media. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, it's my name, A-L-Y dot S-S-A-T-X, Texas. Oh. So you can find me there, um, mainly there. I'm not really a Twitter or whatever it's threads. called now, person. The threads. Oh, smart <laughs> life move, Alyssa. Yeah. <laughs> oh Thank God. you so much, much for joining us and talking about all of this stuff and elucidating all of this for writers. We really appreciate you taking the time. Awesome. Yeah. It was great. And as always, the Act 2 podcast is a production of Act 2, a network and support group for the everyday working screenwriter. This episode was edited by Paul Lundquist.